You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. This is Daniel. This is Chad. I'm April. And I'm Tyler. And we are back with a brand new episode. It's been a couple weeks. You know, even though we are quarantined and isolated, some of us work in communication, so it's actually a super busy time to be in communication. So we are, uh, well, we hope everybody's staying, staying safe, uh, staying healthy and isolated so we can, uh, we can stay healthy. All right. So uh, thanks for joining us. As we teased last week, we are going to get into our made-you-watch movies. We all assigned each other movies, and uh, and so we are going to talk about those. But we also have many other things to talk about this episode. Before we dive in, I want to remind you to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook by searching the Screeners Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at ScreenersCast, and you can shoot us an email, ScreenersCast at gmail.com. All right, everybody, are you ready to dive in to our first jump cut? Let's do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So enthusiastic. All right, <laughs> let's dive in. Jump cut. Jump cut. Cut, cut, cut. Jump cut. First up this evening, we have a new streaming platform to talk about. All right, so we're just going to do some quick reactions, which is appropriate because we're talking about Quibi. Yay. Mm. Oh, yeah. The thing we never knew we didn't need. Oh, well, oh, spoilers. Oh, sorry. Was I getting, was I getting a little ahead of myself there? Yeah, wow. Uh, so first of all, quick trivia. Who knows what Quibi stands for? Isn't it Quick Bite or Quick Bit? Something like that? Yeah, it is as stupid as that. Yes, Quick Bites quick bites, is yeah. what Quibi means. So, um, so that is Jeffrey Katzenberger's major bet. I just said Katzenberger. Uh, <laughs> should just leave it because it's quick it's quick bites it's like food all right i'm leaving it you can leave that in there you go uh there so you go. That, that's katzenberg's major bet um he he he's betting he and the company are betting that people only want to watch short bites of content only on their phones that's kind of the whole the whole shtick here these are all is it eight minutes or less or ten minutes or less uh, I think it's ten. or t- is it ten i thought it was okay. ten I, I'm so okay. Either way, they're all below that, and so um, and so that's that's what every single episode of all these shows are. They're short, meant to wa- be watched on your phone. They can uh, be watched in any mode, so landscape or portrait, vertical, horizontal. You can you can watch these shows either way, and it'll fill up your screen. So let's dive in. There are actually lots and lots and lots of shows, lot plenty of content. Uh, which you know, if we, if you look at Apple TV Plus, that that was their issue. They had like three shows at launch. So this this platform does not have that issue. So we didn't assign any specific show to review. We're just kind of giving reactions to, to playing around in there. So um, so Chad, let's go to you first. What 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 did you see when you played around? What did you watch? And what are your overall opinions? I was intrigued. At least you know any new platform you have the element of oh this is new I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, I will say it is obviously as compared to a, a service like Apple. TV Plus, and I'm not giving them a pass because their content library is ridiculous. It's a lot easier to do eight to ten minute bites to to populate content than Mm -hmm. it is to do, you know, full shows. It would be dishonest of me to say that I think it's all completely useless or not good. I mean, I I surfed a lot of different things. I I watched Fight Like a Girl, Punked, three or four other things that escaped me off the top of my head. And it's very much like, like watching reality TV or 
things that you would see in a longer format, even if that longer format were only 20 or 30 minutes. But I just don't see any difference in me doing this than I would searching any other app for a network or YouTube or any other kind of thing. So I don't really understand. I mean, I think I understand why they would try to uh, get all of this content in one place. So you launch one app and hey, there it is. And you can watch this unique show and it's six minutes a piece. But I'm going to have a hard time remembering to even open this app. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe it will work. Maybe I'm not the right demographic for this. I just don't think it is for me. I wasn't compelled enough by anything and in some cases i'll use fight like a girl for an example did any of you watch that show in particular no i just watched the first like few seconds right so the premise is that there are uh, the lady wrestlers of wwe take on a protege and try to instill confidence in them and sometimes it's fitness related it's not where they're trying to become wrestlers but they're just trying to help them um, in their lives overcome some some personal things so the premise is is solid but at six minutes you get the whole story of each one and you really need a lot more for it to have any kind of impact so the first one was over which i i rather enjoyed and thought oh well that was quick so I just I don't think this is the the platform for me. I like quick bite content, but oftentimes get that from YouTube and then I bounce. So not for me, but could be for others. Okay, uh, April, what did you think? Um, I didn't get a ton of time to um, really explore, but I'll tell you the things that I liked about it is I love that it's um, that the content is cell phone size, like uh, vertical and, you know, the way that you would mm-hmm. that you watch videos on your phone because most content is not made for that. So that's it was very interesting in that regard and how all the ads were uh, catered specifically for cell phones. too. I actually thought the ads were pretty entertaining as well. Yeah. So there was nothing. I watched the punked episode and I actually thought that was pretty funny. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. I think it could be cool. I don't, I don't like that it, the one downside when you're married with kids is that it, you know, it's on your phone and you can't like share it with, like I couldn't share it with my husband. Like I literally invited him. I was like, hey, do you want to watch this Sophie Turner one with me? And he's like, no, because it's such a small screen. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So yeah, but I think the content, I mean, the idea is really cool and it's, it is different and it does have a lot of content and I don't want to completely poo-poo it because I really don't know enough about it. I also think that they were very smart with doing a 90-day free trial because that gives people a long time to really, I guess, get attached to certain shows. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't really have strong opinions about it one way or the other. I think it's, you know, go for, go good for them for trying something new and I do, they have a lot of star power, so that's also got that going for them, so. No, all right. Uh, Tyler, what did you think? Um, I I think that uh, my thoughts are pretty similar to what both Chad and April said in that I don't have strong opinions about it. And like Chad said, I don't think I will remember to open the app. Like it, it just feels to me like uh, it should have been, it sh- it's just a, it's a really, it's a really well produced YouTube channel. Um, and they, they, I think they actually should have gone that route. Um, I, I really baffles me why it's its own app. Now, so so there's that. There's there's some decent stuff. I, I wouldn't say it's like garbage content overall, except the Chrissy Teigen one was that was really rough. Um, but uh, but but like the uh, the pasta documentary, which I just forgot the name of, um, is actually like really well shot. I, I thought it was it was a, a nice it was a nice little documentary um, or docu series, I should say. The best thing about it though is is kind of like April said. Also, the the uh, landscape to portrait shift. Yeah. Um, I I loved that. In fact, that was like. 
but but I was more intrigued then by the technology of it than I was, or the I guess the cinematography of it, or whatever you want to call it, than I was about any of the actual content. The content is very run of the mill. It's a reboot of Punked. It's it's a, a it's a Chrissy does Judge Judy. It's you know it's a couple of of uh, scripted series. It's fine. I I don't care one way or the other. I was intrigued by the by the portrait to landscape shift and and that I hope other things adopt um, something like that. But other than that, I yeah I don't care about it. It's and I and I won't open it up. If I'm looking for something, I will actually probably open up my computer. I I don't enjoy sitting and watching stuff on my phone. So yeah. I so yeah I I don't foresee this being a long term thing for me. Yeah uh, I I. I'm I'm kind of right in the same line. It sounds like none of us are really impressed, even if we're not, you know, anti Quibi, and and that's that's kind of right where I am. Um, I, I I think the the platform is fundamentally flawed by not having a desktop or set top platform. Um, I I really I really can't. I really don't understand the thought process there. I totally understand yeah. like even having prior- the option, right? Yeah, like, like I I totally understand prioritizing phones. Like that's sure. fine, but for People who want to watch the content watch it and want to watch it elsewhere. You don't even give them the option. Uh, that that's that's the most baffling thing to yeah. me about this platform. Well, I guess because they're shooting it portrait, so but it doesn't matter because they're shooting, they're shooting it landscape. Land- yeah, they're yeah, shooting it landscape true. as well. And so if you turn your phone to the side, it's it's just like watching it on a TV or the same. Yeah. the same. That was the coolest thing for me was flipping it back and forth. Yes, and that okay, was awesome. All right. <laughs> it was so cool. I didn't even try that. Mm, yeah, that's it's, yeah, it's you, seamless. Yeah, you flip it, it back and forth. So they just huh. they they shoot with specific framing and they and they edit it so that way if you turn your phone then the 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 point of interest is is in the center of the phone. So yeah, so it's shot both ways, or I mean it's you know able to to go both ways. So. Uh, I, I echo what Tyler said. I tweeted that about a week ago that uh, Quibi Quibi is a, a a very high budget YouTube channel. So I, I I don't I don't have this need in my life to watch these quick bites of content. That's just not something right. that it appeals to me or uh, something that I'm missing in my life. Um, YouTube already exists. If I want to watch short content, so it's not like this is something brand new. Yes, this is higher quality than than most things on YouTube, obviously, but it's not like. It's not like there's there's this complete lack of content that I just need these eight minutes of content. And I need to cram it in when I'm I don't know in between things. I don't know. I don't have a big commute where I can watch something on a train or something like that. So that's the platform itself. But but let's talk about the content. So I've watched a few of the shows. I didn't watch a lot, but I try to get a little sampling of it. And from watching it, it really does feel that their target is teens. Um, at least that's what I felt. Um, yeah. yeah. And and in that regard, maybe it's hitting the market well. I'm, I'm obviously not a teen, that, so so I can't speak to that. But for me, there's a little value. I felt that um, I watched a few episodes of, of Survive with Sophie Turner, and it was fine. It wasn't bad, but it, it just it felt like a CW show. Um, it felt mm. like low budget drama for teens and that and that's that was about it and and i watched a few episodes of the most dangerous game with liam hemsworth and that same thing it just felt kind of average um nothing that really grabbed me i mean cool christoph waltz is in it great that's appealing to me but then he's not in the second or third episode so it just kind of it just really didn't grab me at all now I will say I'm a sucker for Punked. I think Punked <laughs> is great, and I'm also a sucker for Chance the Rapper. So Punked was the best thing yeah. that I found on this platform. And as long as I have this 90 day free trial, I will watch every episode of Punked because that's great. But even with that show, 
there were some episodes where I didn't even know the stars on them. Like they had they had some TikTok stars on Punked. I don't I don't know these people that that yeah. the TikTok Have you stars. Met April. <laughs> I, I hear that April's a TikTok star <laughs> She's now. She's a TikTok star in the making. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, That's literally all I do. <laughs> so, so, so that's where it just it started to lose me a little bit. The episodes were still funny, I guess, even though I didn't know the star. But yeah, it, it just really feels like it's appealing to teens, and that's fine. I, yeah, I, which is know, not a problem. It's yeah, just not, I, not we're not the market. Right, and so I think that's the fundamental thing here is that maybe maybe none of us are, are the market. Maybe they are, really are looking to appeal to teens who. That that is the future. Teens watch YouTube like crazy. Like that is the thing, and so and so maybe this is a good idea in that regard. But for me, there's not not a chance in the world that I will pay a dime for this content as is because it just it just until you forget to cancel after your 90 day trial. I I set a reminder for my yeah yeah Yeah, same same. Now I will say, Quibi is also home to one of the dumbest shows I've ever seen, and I kind of loved it. (laughs) Oh yeah, Um, and that was. Dishmantled. Did any of you watch this? Oh no, I did not. No. Okay, you need to. After we're done recording, you need to pull out your phone and watch like five episodes of Dishmantled. You just told us how you will never pay me for it, and then you're making us go watch yes. five episodes. So Titus Burgess hosts this show, and the premise, <laughs> the premise, it, it's a cooking show. It starts with a they blindfold two chefs, two, the two contestants, and Titus, Titus has like a, a celebrity chef and just another celebrity as kind of the the panel, and then two two chefs are blindfolded to compete, and they literally shoot a meal out of cannons and explode it onto these chefs, <laughs> and they have to taste it and try to figure out what the dish is. And then they what? have to re- <laughs> they have to remake the dish, and wh- whichever person gets the closest <laughs> to the actual dish wins five thousand dollars. It's they the have dumbest. They remake it while it- blindfolded. Wow. No, 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 no. They, they just taste it, taste it, and then they take all the blindfolds off and go cook. So and- <laughs> wait a minute, they shoot it on their bodies in a cannon, and yeah. they pick it off their clothes. So, yeah, they have to like taste they, it. they have this. They have like uh, suit like suits like hazmat suit kind of thing on, <laughs> and, and then and then it shoots them. They taste it and try to like <laughs> as, eat as much as they can and try to figure out what the meal is, and then they go make it. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, it and it's amazing. also amazing. It is really. Great. I just want to be in the pitch meeting where you're coming <laughs> right? up with that idea. It is great, actually. So you should definitely go watch it because um, it's it's worth your time. But anyway, so uh, outside of that, any other any other thoughts on Quibi? First of all, just just for clarity, I think I know everybody's answer. Is anybody thinking that they might pay for this? No. No, not today. Not at yeah. this point. If yeah. I get addicted to a show, then maybe. Now, let me. so let me throw the thing, one quick thing out, just very quickly. If there were, let's take any, let's take Game of Thrones, for example. If this company were to partner with some existing IP and then created some sort of supplemental content mm, yeah. that was outside the main thing, that was just six minutes or ten minutes once a week or something like that, that could entice me. Maybe. But yeah. I don't know. That's the, I'm just trying to think of any in, in reason theory. why I would pay for it. In theory, yeah. good. Well, even like, even adding a even adding a streaming like a TV app, like a Roku app or an Apple TV app or something like that, I I would think about it again, yeah, depending yeah. on the thing. Because shoot, I'd sit in you know I I already do sit and binge stuff, so I might right. as well do that yeah. in short well, quantity. But I th- not I think phone. about a show like The Walking Dead, and it mm-hmm. used to have the after show, right? And I would never want to sit there and watch the full after show on TV again. But if I had it on my phone in mm. a ten minute version, sure. Maybe sure. I don't know. I'm just yeah. thinking out loud. Yeah, I, I, I as long as they don't have a, a set top 
version or even desktop uh, version of right. this platform. I just there's no way that I'm going to pay for something that I can only watch on my phone only. I agree with that. Just, That's yeah. actually true. It's not yeah, a change. We're so, old. You get off my lawn. I guess, I guess we are old. We're all old, y'all. So, uh, so our opinions don't matter. But uh, <laughs> there you go. So that, those are our thoughts on Quibi. All right. Uh, let us know what you think of Quibi because I'm, I'm, I'm really am curious. I'm curious who is enjoying this. There's a lot of money sunk into this program. This is not some cheap little thing here. So um, I'm really curious to how it's going to do. I, I you know, it feels like it's not going to last long to me, but if I'm not the market, you know, maybe maybe it's really going to take off. I don't know. All right, so let us know on social media. We want to hear what you think. All right, next we are going to dive in to Made You Watch. Welcome to the main event. For the second time in the history of the show, maybe the third, but I feel like this is only the second time we revisit Made You Watch. Mm -hmm. What better time than when we're all quarantined with a a lack of new cinematic releases to pick a screener and make them watch something that maybe they'll love and maybe it'll be cats. So (laughs) what we're going to do is we're going to go around and let each screener talk about very briefly why they picked the film for their fellow screener and then let let the chips fall where they may. Let's see what happens. So let's start with you, April. April, okay. you had Daniel. So I tell did. us just briefly what you picked for Daniel and why. And Daniel, tell us your thoughts. First of all, as I stated in the last episode, it was very hard to find a movie that Daniel had not seen that I had seen. So um, that limited to pretty much just very indie films that I've happened to watch. And this film that I gave him, I gave him Dave Made a Maze. And I randomly watched it over the holidays this past year because my husband Beecher had it on. And it actually ended up being super fun. It's one of the most creative films I've ever seen. And it's just one of those movies that you can't really explain. You kind of just have to watch it because it's it's very different. So I was just curious what Daniel would think about it. I thought I didn't know if he'd seen a movie like this. So, Daniel. What'd you think uh, about I'm it? curious what what did how did Beecher stumble upon this movie because I had never heard of it um, before. And that's saying something for you really to have never heard of a film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually don't remember. I just know I don't know if he was just scrolling through the indies on Hulu and saw it, or mm. he reads up on a lot of independent films. And this was um, Bill Watterson. Um, it was his first movie. So um, my husband always likes to look up what directors' first movies are. Just you know, because we're still, we're about to make our first movie, maybe. So I think he might have found it from just like reading up on first directors. So, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, um, uh, like April said, this is a very indie project, premiered at some film festivals around the country, the, the biggest of which was Slam Dance, uh, and, and it actually won the Audience Award there. So, I, I actually, to be honest, I don't watch a ton of genuinely low-budget indie films, you know, where it's filmmakers figuring things out, trying things. You know, the, the indie movies that I typically watch are, like, awards contenders, right? Um, right. Which, is, which is a completely different thing. They are often independent and often low-budget, but it's a, it's a different thing. And so, so this actually is a, a genre that I'm not super well-versed in. And because of that, I'm actually really struggling with what to think of this movie. Um, April, you, you just said um, one of the creative, most creative movies you've ever seen. Uh, very different, hard to describe. I definitely agree with that. Very different, very hard to describe. Let me read the IMDb description here. So, uh, Dave, an artist who has yet to complete anything significant in his career, builds a fort in his living room out of pure frustration, only to wind up trapped by the fantastical pitfalls, booby traps, and critters of his own creation. And yeah, it is directed by Bill Watterson. 
so it, it's literally about a guy who builds a maze out of cardboard in his tiny little apartment and but then it kind of it gets larger than life literally it's it's a it's it when you enter into this cardboard contraption it's larger than life like i said i'm i'm a little struggling to, to with what to think <laughs> of this movie because i'm trying to weigh things out here this is a very very low budget film somebody's first film you can't do a lot of things on on a big budget right and so i'm trying to weigh those things out like some of the acting was terrible and amateurish it just was but they obviously don't have the budget for better actors right so do i knock them for it or do i look past it so the things that i decided i wouldn't look past were the story driven problems and intentional choices that 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 just didn't work um for instance throughout this whole film dave has a film crew following him for some reason that i'm unclear on and that was <laughs> uh, unnecessary and annoying it served no purpose than other other than being a cheap ploy to get the characters to talk about their feelings it had no no bearing on the plot whatsoever there's no point of having a film crew there except for they could say things to the, to the camera about how they're feeling so, so um, it worked like a mockumentary in that they were there's it like wasn't a mockumentary heads. they were characters in the thing like they were actual oh. characters in the thing filming him as he built his thing so it was not a mockumentary so that's that's what i'm saying like at least mm-hmm. a mockumentary would have had that whole genre bent to it this was just they're there um, and and it just really didn't work. Uh, other things like the dialogue was really poorly written, on the nose, never the way people really speak. It, um, like for instance, it opens with a section in the middle of the film, and there's a portion of him talking to the camera, and he says something like, "I thought if I could just make something that was good or true or blah blah blah," and it's like people don't people don't say things like that. People say, I just want to make something true, like please. So it was just it was just <laughs> it was just cloying and annoying and, and not real. And so the best word I can use for this movie is twee. It's 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 just like it's just cutesy and look how budget, low budget we are. And so I I got to be honest with April, it did not work for me at all. Mm. Um, mm. now, uh, let me let me let me say a few positive things. It is very low budget and and um the production design in this movie is genuinely outstanding because it's it when you enter the maze it's it's all everything's made out of cardboard creatures traps all this stuff is made out of cardboard and it looks amazing like so whoever the production design what designer was it, it phenomenal job phenomenal yeah i think i read job. i read that they used 30,000 feet of cardboard and 3,000 glue sticks Oh, I I am not surprised. I mean, it, it was genuinely that was phenomenal. That was easily the best part of the movie. And there were a few great uh, actual directorial moments that I really liked. Um, there were some forced perspective moments where they kind of entered in and crossed through what you think is small, but it ends up being big and things like that. So so that that was cool. So so a few moments like that were were really interesting. But overall, um, it was just strange. And uh, so, so let me go back to what I started with. Is this a is this a good movie for its budget? Is this a good movie for its budget uh, uh, and and for its skill level, or is this a good movie? Because those are two different things. And mm-hmm. I have to say, it's not a good movie. Um, I oh, guess I, 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 I guess it's a good movie if you give it enough of a handicap. If you if you say, oh, for its budget or for it being a first film or whatever, I can say, okay, you know, it's not bad. This isn't a hor- this isn't trash. This isn't a horrible movie. It just it just didn't work for me overall. Mm. So those are two different answers: good movie or good movie for for its level. And so ultimately, I just kind of have to say, yeah, just well, I, just I didn't think enjoy it. everyone listening should check it out. It's on Hulu, <laughs> and 
and it's Dave made amazing. Amazon. It is Amazon low, but... is where I saw it. I thought. Oh I yeah, it's sorry. It's yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. It's not on Hulu. We watched yeah. it on Hulu, but it, it has moved. It's on Amazon. And I think you should watch more indie movies, Daniel. I, I do. I, think, I do agree. I think that. if you would watch that. more like really independent films, you would appreciate this movie a lot more because I've seen some really bad, really really bad award-winning independent films. And hey, this one was good. Sure. That's the thing, though. I think it's for, is it good for its genre or is it just good? You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of where, that's kind of where I was going back and forth on. Like, because mm-hmm. it's really not a bad movie, but I can't say that compare it to most other movies. Like, no, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't measure up. It just doesn't. But, but that doesn't mean this guy, Bill <laughs> Watterson, is a terrible filmmaker. For, this is his first film. You know, I'm curious to see what, what else he does. Um, just because this movie didn't do it for me doesn't mean it, it wasn't garbage. It wasn't trash. So there you go. <laughs> well, I liked it. In I'm continual like news, it. Daniel doesn't like something else. That's a shock. <laughs> so uh, April, Wait, I'm sorry. I thought April was the you, villain. Wait a second. Well, April is the villain. This is true. I think April is very disappointed because she thought this would be like a, a perfect match for your sensibilities. <laughs> and she she guessed wrong is what that sounds like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint. But, you know, if you're interested in seeing that film, you can find it on Amazon. So, Good, good, good. Let's go to you, Tyler. So, Tyler, you had April. So, tell us, what did you pick for her and why? And then, April, tell us your thoughts. So, I picked uh, Sideways for April, which is uh, an Alexander Payne movie starring Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church uh, from, now I, f- I forgot to look up the years, 2004. Oh, and Sandra Oh is in it, Virginia Madsen. It's, um, it is genuinely one of one of my favorite movies. Uh, it is It is so... Is so good across the board in terms of like I just rewatched it this week because I wanted to be able to talk about it. It it just captures it it captures this slice of this week in a in a friendship as the friendship kind of goes completely off the rails and into insanity. It it focuses on on a guy who is kind of uh, who is kind of fun loving and he's he's an actor and he and his friend uh, go on a wine tasting trip for kind of like a like a pre-wedding, like a week before the wedding, um, you know, let's let's have a guys' week, and they go wine tasting, and th- their plan is to go wine tasting and to uh, to play golf and stuff like that. But Thomas Hayden Church ends up; he really just uh, he's the groom, and he really just wants to you know sleep with whoever he possibly can, and it frustrates his his best friend, who's this incredibly kind of pretentious wine snob sl- slash author, and and just hijinks ensue, and it's it's really pensive, it's beautifully shot, the music is it's it's one of my favorite soundtracks ever for or scores I should say for a film. So yeah, that's why that's why I picked it. I, it's it's one I I try to like evangelize this movie as much as I possibly can. So so yeah, I gave it to April. So you try to evangelize April, are you a convert? <laughs> how can I like even if I hated it? How could I even like He just gave it such a just do just like Daniel did pitch. to you and just be like you're Slamming wrong. Slamming down. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like crushing a spirit. Um, no. Um, okay. April, I would have never responded to you in the way that my brother did. I just want you to know <laughs> Maybe that. if you'd watched this movie. <laughs> oh. Stop it, Daniel. It is not that bad. You're pretentious. What else? <laughs> um. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Hashtag facts. So sideways. I actually didn't. I thought I had seen this. I didn't. I have not. I did not have had not previously seen it so it was first for me i didn't really know anything about it other than there was a wine bottle on the cover so and the blue guy was in it i know that's Paul yes. but i still know him as the blue guy from Good big reference. fat liar yes. wow. wow deep reference right i there. know very deep um for millennials everywhere get it okay uh i it, it was 
it was a pretty good movie. Um, <laughs> this segment's going wonderfully. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. I just I didn't know much about it. I knew it it had Oscar nominations. I think it won for screenplay or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think I had very high expectations of it, especially after hearing you rave about it last episode. So I wouldn't say it met my expectations. It I feel like it's a really good character study. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really much plot, which I guess is fine. I just personally didn't really connect with the characters, and I don't know if it's because I'm watching it in. 2020 and I'm or if because I'm a woman or I don't know but I just remember I think I was like halfway through the film and I literally said out loud it's like so wait the whole plot is he wants to get laid and anyway which I guess is kind of a plot so yeah I mean uh I wouldn't say it was my favorite film that I've ever seen but I didn't hate it there were some really good cool moments in there and um do people really talk like that about wine? Yes. It, it yes, sounds like a completely yes. other language. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I was that part was just fascinating. It's like, oh my gosh, there's people like this. But um Yeah. And I love that I, it I, reflects his character too. He's this like this super uh like he's a pretentious author. Like he's got this like two thousand page book that he lugs around with him all the all the time and that he also talks like that about wine. I just I don't know. It, it, I agree with you. There's the plot wise. There's not much to it. it is it's it's a guy's week and and they think they're gonna do wine tasting, but he's one. The other guy wants to just sleep around. But it's it's an interesting character study. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's it's a good character study. It 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 dives into the the friendship really well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But I again, like I didn't hate it, but it was it just wasn't what it didn't live up to whatever expectations that I had. I guess. I, I got to downplay it next time. That's what I need to do. I was like, yeah, ah, you need this to is a downplay movie that it. I think you'll find it's okay. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I really didn't hate it. I could see how a lot of people would love it. I have another friend uh, who he says this is his favorite movie. So, oh, wow. Like, yeah. I also had that going for me. It's like, wow, this is someone's favorite movie. Like, I yeah. don't understand that level of love. But um, yeah, it was fine. It was good, nice. I guess. Goodish. Yeah, it is definitely, I don't want to say polarizing because I think for the most part, it's fairly acclaimed i think it's got like a 97 percent or something on rotten tomatoes yeah i actually between the two extremes of tyler's love versus your seeming disdain i'm probably (laughs) i probably lean more towards you april in as much as i liked it but didn't quite understand the overwhelming positive reception but i get it I get it. I, I'm, a, I'm a little more positive than that, Chad. I definitely don't think it's one of the best movies ever, but I, I really enjoy that movie quite a bit. I watched it years ago. I think that probably that same friend that April's referring to uh, t- told me to that I need to watch it, and I didn't really, I didn't really appreciate it. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but I watched it last year, kind of for the first time again, and mm-hmm. and really enjoyed it. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's really solid. I think it probably is one of the one of the better movies of it of 2004 of its year. Um, and there are but, certainly uh, some 2004 moments in it, like the split screen montage kind of thing. Doesn't that's yeah, the transitions. That's this. why Daniel likes it. It reminded him of Fifty Days of Summer. Fifty days. <laughs> yeah, I was saying they had some odd transitions. Days, how dare you? Six hundred days. Whatever. There the were five hundred. Don't you dare slander split, that film. Split screens and numbers Cross and fades, cartoon dolls. birds. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. No, it's a good. It's a good movie. So it's, it's it's solid. Definitely, I like it. Okay. Okay. Well, so unfortunately, audience, the first two rounds did not uh, result in any new recommendations, but let's see if that changes now on number three. So Tyler, I had you 
And I know that picking a, a film for you, I wanted to try something that would be somewhat challenging, meaning uh, complex and somewhat ambiguous so that you kind of have to take away, but also super intense. And so I picked uh, Chang Dong Lee's Burning from 2018 from South Korea. And I am curious. I was going to read the plot synopsis from IMDb, but it is it's a, a bad. freaking yeah. bad it's and terrible. it's a spoiler. Yep. So I am not going to read it. I'll just say that the genre is drama mystery and it revolves around three characters and their friendship. And that's all I can say. So yeah. Tyler, tell me what you thought about Burning. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I was looking for a good plot uh, synopsis and there are none. Uh, it's it's really I'd almost I'd almost say it's similar in in um to like sideways in that it's a character study much more than it is a a mm-hmm. plot driven you know movie I, some some review I read called it a thriller and I was like this is in no way a thriller yeah I don't no. know what you are talking about uh it's it is it's a slow burn uh, to say um to say that it mildly it's it's near it's like two and a half hours or two hours and forty minutes long and it's so it's 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 slow. It's thoughtful. Um, it's beautifully shot. It is. Yeah. Uh, it is masterfully shot. Um, I don't know if we've said this yet. It's, it's Korean. Um, it is, uh, and so so that that will be, again, kind of inexplicably difficult difficult for a lot of people. I, I would say you know take to, you know take the challenge and, and maybe start with Parasite or, or you know something like that and, and really start exploring you know, non-English language films. Cause it's, it'll open up for a whole sure new for you. Um, yeah. and I hadn't, which, which for me, you know, I, I've watched a good smattering, but I, I would certainly not say I've done a, a deep dive into, um, into Korean films, but this, I really loved it. Um, I, I don't, I didn't right. know what to think for a lot of it. I still don't exactly know what to think. Um, in terms of the, the meaning of it, it's, it's based on a short story by an author I really find intriguing, Haruki Marukami, and it's, uh, which is actually, he's a Japanese author actually, so it's interesting that this, this is also made into a, a Korean short film, but, um, it's, it's Hitchcockian, I would say in a lot of ways, like it, it, it's mm-hmm. very similar to, um, uh, what was I thinking when I was watching it? like Vertigo or even, um, maybe Marnie or something like that when I, when I was watching it, um. It's got just an eeriness or a weirdness to it. It has um, a tone for it's got sure. A, it's got a tone. It's, you know, to, to add a little bit more plot to it. But again, to, I hope I won't spoil any of this. I don't think I, I don't think I will. There's, it's about a, a boy or a guy. He's, he's like 19, I think we find out or yeah. something like yeah. that. He's late he's, teenager, maybe 20. Yeah. Maybe, maybe early twenties. Um, he, he randomly bumps into a girl who he went to elementary school with from a, from a village outside of Seoul and they strike up a friendship and um, they, they sleep together and she has she asks him to watch her cat uh, while she goes on a trip to Africa. And she comes back from this trip to Africa with Stephen, uh, Stephen Ewan from The Walking Dead, who is mm-hmm. I, I love him. And he is Fantastic. the best part of this movie. He is no doubt. He is scary. And I don't mean scary, like terrifying. He's just you don't know what to make of his character ever in nope. this movie and and that's unsettling and I love it which is why I would say it's it's kind of Hitchcockian who he does that really well. They have this very strange friendship between the three of them and um and you kind of just don't know what to make of it or the things that they talk about or the things that they do. It's it's I, I don't know if I've sold it at all but it's a, it's a, certainly a compelling film that I still don't exactly know what to think of uh, in yeah. terms of its message or its deeper meaning but it is it's it's beautiful and the acting is excellent and the writing is really solid too so yeah i i really enjoyed it 
Oh, I'm glad. Glad that you liked it. It is definitely a film that repeat viewings can help. But I, one of the strengths of the film, I think, is that it is. I mean, it's certainly kind of a psychological yeah. puzzle. It, it it talks about a lot or explores a lot of different things. I mean, you've got obsession, jealousy. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, potential um, violence. Mm-hmm. You've got possessiveness all wrapped in this story that just doesn't tell you a lot about motivation. No. Which sometimes sort of can... Yeah, are, are can made some, to figure out all of it. That's it. Yeah. And that great. can be frustrating. A lot of times it's really... It's not on purpose. It's just from bad bad writing. But in this case, it's intentional and so it really works. I was saying it was frustrating this, in the middle of it. kind Not frustrating in a sure. negative way, but like, oh, I want to figure this out. Exactly. And, and I watched it I think we we planned this what a week and a half ago or two weeks ago and and so yeah. in the meantime I've really I've been chewing on it it's a it's yeah it's intriguing yeah and it goes places you do not expect At so all. Uh, it's on Netflix and so I just will recommend again if if you are interested in broadening your palette of mm-hmm. cinema this is a this is a good one it's not a traditional western tone for thriller quote unquote but it is like unraveling a puzzle that is very tense throughout and so i think uh, i think it's worth the time and yeah. the exploration there were there were maybe a few scenes where where the shots dwelled like far too long mm-hmm. on something for sure <laughs> um, for like sure. They, they probably could have cut out 10 10 minutes of it 15 minutes of it just for some of those but again you're you're kind of in it and and the you're kind of you kind of just need to go with the, with the tone of it you know and it, yeah. it worked and you you could you could debate what you think it means and what i think it means and yeah. we could both be right yeah or wrong honestly yeah. So, all right, good. Well, I'm glad that we finally got one positive uh, recommendation <laughs> there. Let's see if we can keep that streak alive, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. What did you pick for me to watch? Well, Chad, you know, I just, I know how musical you are. I, mm-hmm. I know how much you love things like music. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Fair, that's fair. You've heard and, of that, right? Uh, so... I I picked a great a great American musical, British. <laughs> I don't know. I pr- I picked a musical and it was Cats, and so I want to know what what you thought. What did you think of Cats? And first of all, explain yourself for missing this in theaters. I'm I'm just shocked that you didn't mi- catch this in theaters. Mm. Anything short of I just had no desire to see it uh, would be would be false. <laughs> I uh, I just didn't have any desire to see it. And I think as I get into my review, you, you'll see why. So this this review could I, listen. I could get on this train. There are many people that say this is not just the worst movie of 2019. It's one of the worst movies of all time. And I, you know, it would be easy to go down that route. I totally get why some people think the the CGI is terrifying. And I also understand why there is apparently now a cult following around this film that is. Uh, starting to support it in some strange way. So I went into this viewing, number one, kind of mad at Daniel for him making me watch this. You're welcome. Because truthfully, if I was going to have to watch it, I should have watched it in the theater. A home viewing experience can only dampen the impact. Uh, I think a little historical context helps frame what my feelings are on this. So as is well known, the play or the musical, I should say, Cats, was based on a book of poems by T.S. Eliot called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats from 1939. And here's the thing. There are, those poems are not connected in any way. It's just like a light 
poem book. Uh, and there's a very long story that how this how this musical came together with Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber. And against all the odds, this became a massive hit. But the truth of it is, and I don't know how many people know this, but Webber actually... He liked the poems as a child and decided that one of his weaknesses as a composer when he got older was writing and scoring to someone else's fixed lyrics. So as a challenge to himself, never meant to be publicly consumed, he decided to adapt the poems from T.S. Eliot's book to music just for an, a creative exercise. And he put them away. And then throughout all kinds of other events it eventually became the broadway musical somehow it lasted on broadway for 18 years and this is where it gets kind of kind of gray for me is that i think that with cats if you are a person who loves cats the musical i think you will like or love this movie if you hate cats the musical i think you will hate this movie if you've never seen the musical I think you will hate this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and so so this is where this is where we get. So the point being that because I am someone who is interested in music, as you say, one of the things that I do like is I do like musical theater somewhat. And I'm fam very familiar with with cats. But the thing is, is that this is a weird musical already with a severely weak narrative through line. Uh, and a construction that's all about introducing these different cats and these characters throughout the length of the show um, as competitors for this thing they call the Jellicle Ball. And they win by going to cat heaven or uh, the heavy side, if you will, uh, using one of their nine lives to come back as a better cat, right? And so, but all of that stuff that I just described is not in any of the poems, except for some little traces of uh, the kind of cats that they are. This was all stuff that was primarily improvised by the cast and crew as they tried to make a story out of this thing. So the idea that when people watch this, they're baffled at how confusing it is and how there's no story and no plot doesn't make a lot of sense to me because that's what the musical is. That doesn't shouldn't give it a pass to people who aren't familiar with the musical because they go in and think oh live action music there's whatever and then they see these weird creatures and this crazy tone where it's a half thing where sometimes they're acting like cats and sometimes they're acting like people and it's just super weird but i couldn't fully get on the hate train just because i'm not really sure what else they could have done with this film because whoever decided to adapt this in live action it's just frankly a terrible idea it's not suited to cinema in my opinion it's just the cgi sure the cgi is bad and it looks weird but again, if you're showing full bodies that have to dance and faces that have to emote while looking like a cat, outside of going full animation or CGI, I'm not sure what else they could do. I just don't think it's fair to, to ask this film to be something that it's not, right? A different musical, it could focus on like an anthropomorphized cat with funny behaviors and have a heartwarming story, you know, kind of in the vein of Ratatouille or whatever. But this is not that movie. This is a disjointed musical based on a book of poetry poems from 1939 with nothing connected with very forgettable to mediocre music at best so what what i'm afraid is that or, or what i came away from this is actually thinking it's not that bad i'm gonna say it i'm gonna stand what? up i'm gonna stand up and on the drum and say because it is what it is 
the performances are fine. The singing is fine. The music is mediocre. The set pieces are kind of mediocre, but this is a musical that leans almost wholeheartedly into song and dance and eschews all kinds of traditional narrative because that's what the musical is. I will never watch this again. I can totally envision like Rocky Horror Picture Show S sing-alongs and audience participation, but I don't think it's fair to call this movie the worst movie ever made when the true issue here is primarily with the source material. They adapted, if anything, they improved the musical in this movie by it being shorter, <laughs> more focused, and incorporating two, not two, but incorporating this new song, Beautiful Ghost, which is in the context of the movie, makes sense as a, as a narrative bridge and brings you into this character. And then combined with Jennifer Hudson's fantastic performance, especially of memories at the Jellicle Ball, is great. So it's a weird freaking movie. It's crazy. I understand why people hate it, but it's like being mad at the story for telling the story. It is what it is. It is what this musical is. So I couldn't go into it and just hate it because I don't know how else you could tell this story. They essentially told Or you could the not story. tell it. Agreed, but that's a totally different argument. But it's not. But yes, I, I think, it is. I think it is. you are, at, what, I'm, what, what I find fascinating about this, I think you are answering the same or approaching a very similar question that I answered with my film. Is this a good movie or is this a good movie for what it is? Well, if, but I have a giving hard time the handicap s- to it. I get it, but I'm not giving it a handicap I, because I think the difference there is I don't personally see live uh, live action adaptations of stage musicals as a movie anyway, right? Because they are they are movies, but in essence, they're just retellings of these stage plays. It's not like they're adding anything. So when you cinematic. watch Lord of the Rings, do you do you see them as oh, this isn't it, a movie, this is a book? Is lo- that's that's completely that's different. different. That's it's complete because a cinema, a, a piece of cinema, is an adaptation on the written word. This is literally the same songs, the same characters, the same scenarios, the same dances, just shot on film. I don't like Cats as a musical. I hate it as a matter of fact. But I can't. I just can't understand people being mad at this movie for being Cats because it's just Cats. It's just it's a live adaptation of Cats. So I have a question for you. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I saw a couple people say this when it had come out. Does are the cats oddly sexual? Yes. Oh yes. So I it's put a that horny in the bottom. Movie. It is super <laughs> weirdly what? sexual. There are there are like innuendos about cat threesomes. It is <laughs> it is everybody is rub like a cat does right they rub all up on each other all the time there's weird 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 compositions where they're looking through the cat legs all the time it's just weird it's weird it's super it's super sexual but not overtly sexual that's what's weird about it is it's just kind of gross that that makes it worse to be honest it does make it worse and the thing is i'm afraid that the lesson hollywood is going to learn from this is that people don't like live action adaptations of musicals yeah, I Where I would that. say they just don't like live action adaptations of strange, disjointed, average yes. musicals. Yes. And so I, I, we read recently that Wicked is on indefinite hold right now for production, not just because of COVID, but because of the performance of this film. And I think that's crazy. It's Wicked will make insane. hundreds of millions yeah, yes. of dollars. Yeah, totally um, agree. But in, but in either case, I completely do not defend this film as a film. Because, again, I have a hard time crossing the bridge as I think these are just they're movies. I get it. But like Chicago, even take great ones. 
they're just stylized versions of the stage play so or the stage musical so i appreciate this for what it is in as much as i understand why people hate it but it is just cats and cats is a garbage musical so it makes for a garbage a garbage movie so that's kind of where we are <laughs> yeah uh so yeah i i i definitely don't like the movie i'd never seen the musical um so i'm i'm that's that's the, I think a definitely key difference is that I had no frame of reference. I had For heard sure. the song "Memory" once, you know, and that's it. And so I I think you're right. The musical sucks clearly um, it because does. it's just songs introducing cats. Every single song in this entire two-hour film just introduces someone. Not everyone, but most of them. Most of them. It like is, the ghost. The uh, the beautiful ghost is best, not introducing best a cat. song in the movie. For best, sure, I agree. The best song in this whole movie is the one that's original to the movie. That's yes, not that was from written, the stage. I should musical. say that was written by Taylor Swift and yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber, so they yeah. both did that together. And that's that's actually a legitimately decent song. I actually think that should have been Oscar nominated. But yeah, I I think uh, I I just the the thing about it is where they tried to make it a movie, where they tried to differ from the musical is is where they had the biggest issues and that's why well i should say i say that as somebody who's never seen the movie or seen the the musical by making them animated at all uh i think was a huge mistake um Mm -hmm. i think this movie would have been more successful if they were literally dressed up as cats as ridiculous as that would be um it would (laughs) be less more than the stage play i mean like at that point there it's just the stage play filmed yeah, right. Because I think being CGI, they're able to do all the silly things like you know ba- flying around and jumping up on the, the banister and all that stuff. So. Makes it so much worse. There's there's a, a, an awful scene where they're like cockroaches and mice. Yes. It's like disgusting. It's, <laughs> it's like cockroaches with human faces. It's it's. Horrifying. I was eating. I was eating steak tacos oh, uh, no. when I watched that scene, and I, I had to be. I, I was like, "This is gross. I got to stop." Awful. <laughs> okay, and so those Daniel, things. Yes. Better movie. Dave made a maze or cats. <laughs> oh my gosh, Ooh. Dave made a maze by a mile. I, I told Ooh, you, Dave. Dave made a maze. Is Dave made a maze? Is not garbage. And it, but but cats. I mean, it really is. I I very clearly remember my my uh, my. My state of mind as I entered Cats. I tweeted this um, a few weeks before it came out. I because you know there was there was a wave of negative um, you know anticipation of Cats, but people were making fun of it long before the movie ever came out. And I tweeted something like, "Okay, Twitter likes to joke, but Cats will Cats will be just fine." I figured it would be fine, and um, so that's that's I went in honestly against the negative reception and. Boy, oh boy, I, I, I really hated it. And it's because of all of the things I, I that agree. it did. It so, makes no sense. I totally understand that. If you have no reference to the to the show to go in, the first 45 minutes to an hour and maybe 10 or 15 minutes, you have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. The music that he made to this was just because it had cool rhymes as a work of poetry and so <laughs> the music is somewhat forgettable and mediocre and there's no narrative that really makes a lot of sense it's just kind of crazy it's just yeah. crazy it's a, it's a bad movie it's really but it's a bad no play good. it's a bad play that's Come fair on. Or, that's fair I, I'm, i've never i've never seen it but i wholeheartedly believe you uh so <laughs> yeah i have no interest in ever seeing it um so you weren't moved even just a little bit by by the last performance of Jennifer Hudson. Oh my gosh, no. Oh my goodness. Oh man, you're so no. cold. Now Jennifer Hudson, I think heart. I think I think she did a, a fine 
job with what she had. Uh, as as I thought about uh, the the main actress, this was kind of her first thing. I, I forget her name yeah. off the top of my head. I think they did fine. But outside of that, so, even the performances felt, so, felt really weak to me. Yeah, so side note, and then we can move on here. But uh, the original Broadway show was directed by a legendary BBC director. His name escapes me, something none, something. Um, but he would not agree to do it unless they gave him the actor of his choice to do two roles. And that actress or actor was Judy Dench. And she agreed to do the primary role, but she tore her Achilles a week before preview started. And so those roles went to understudy. So it was huh. nice to see her come back and play old Deuteronomy sure. in this, in this movie, even though I know not a lot of people care about that. It was just a neat, neat touch. So I didn't hate yeah. it, Daniel. So in your face, I mean, I did kind of hate it. But you hated yeah. it. You hate it. And you're I trying to defend it. it and All right. Can we move work. on? Because this is not a cat show. Uh, we could make it one. I'll just start introducing myself for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> in song though. <laughs> There are other kinds of trolls. Our ancestors created six strings, each for a different type of music. Pop. Funk. Classical. Techno. Okay, y'all. Country. And rock. I'm going to unite the six strings and destroy all music. Except for rock! No! So, I'm gonna need your string. Ah! We have to unite all the trolls, and if we don't stop her, who will? We're gonna need a battle plan and weapons. Violence never solves a problem. Is this some kind of jewelry? Oh, it's actually kind of cool looking. Oh. All right, well now we're gonna talk about a movie that we all saw. Uh, DreamWorks did something that I think could... Uh, be the start of what a lot of other studios start to do, especially if we end up staying home for much longer. But they released their big hit Trolls World Tour um, direct to streaming. So it's for rent. You can rent it, I think, anywhere that you can rent vid- uh, films and movies online for uh, $19.99. So we watched it on Prime over the weekend. And yeah, so it'll be very interesting just from that perspective to see how well it does and if other movies start um, doing the same thing that we're supposed to release this month that aren't now because of coronavirus. Um, But also, Daniel, I I saw that you had posted that since they went straight to streaming that they will not qualify for the Academy Awards, correct? Correct, yeah. Academy Awards. As it currently stands. Exactly. With no changes, no no adjustments. If you premiere in any other format other than theatrical, uh, you you can no longer qualify for the Academy Awards. Um, the qualifying release is a week long run in a in a qualifying mm-hmm. theater in Los Angeles. And so obviously So the, they, we, didn't have they that. can't like do a theater run later. Not it's according where, to where, the rules. Okay. Now so, so what will be interesting this year. Exactly. You would the go- think the, so. The Golden Globes have already done this. Okay. Um, they have already uh, set up. It was a temporary window. I, I think it ends May 30th. I, I, th- I think that's the case. Sure. Um, that, that they can set up special screenings uh, online for Golden Globe members to qualify. But the, the Academy has not done that. All right. Well, it'll be interesting because um, Justin Timberlake was nomina- nominated for an Oscar with mm-hmm. the first Trolls, correct? That's, r- that's right. For, Can't for a song. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... 
we'll see how that goes. But anyway, so Trolls World Tour. So why don't we just go around? Oh, I'll, here, I'll read the IMDb really quick, which, by the way, this is the longest IMDb plot I've uh, ever seen. So I'm just going to read a few. For a Trolls World Tour? <laughs> yeah, like, like, I'm serious. It's like a long paragraph. Poppy and Branch discover that they are but one of six different troll tribes scattered over six different lands devoted to six different kinds of music, funk, country, techno, classical, pop, and rock. Their world is about to get a lot bigger and a whole lot louder. And there's literally four more sentences, so I'm going to stop it there. So, Trolls World Tour stars Anna Kendrick, Justin Timberlake, a lot of the same people from the first one, and some new people like Kelly Clarkson. Fun time. So, why don't we go around and... Tell me what, how your feelings are about the first Trolls movie and then general feelings about Trolls World Tour. Tyler, why don't we start with you? I knew you are going to start with me. And, and I have much to say about uh, the first Trolls movie uh, in that I haven't, uh, I haven't seen it. So oh, I, uh, interesting. I, I don't um, – this is I, – I broke a major rule of mine. I, I want all of you guys to know this is how committed I am to the Screeners mm-hmm. podcast um, is I, I don't – I'm a completist. Like I don't watch the second movie first, but I I couldn't get my hands mm. on the first one, and and I also didn't try that hard, so I probably could have. <laughs> but um, but I I couldn't get it. Also, <laughs> I didn't try to get it. <laughs> if it's actually streaming somewhere, I am gonna feel bad because I. It's I, actually I, on Hulu. Dang! <laughs> I, I actually didn't, I was like, I'm not gonna rent it, but I didn't look to see if it was streaming. Well, okay, so like, and that's so that going into it, I will say I was I was down on this movie going into it. I I really was like, I don't want to watch Trolls. I have no desire to watch. A, I, I just had no desire to watch it. I, 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 and no, I can't even point to a good reason why I felt like that other than I just, I was like, yeah, this is in no way in my wheelhouse. And I like animated movies. I just, I couldn't see myself watching, uh, Daniel, you, you described it. And I'm, I hope I'm not going to steal this from you, but you, you called it trolls bop, which I loved in a review of yours. And I thought that's exactly what this Spoilers, is. This is, man. I'm sorry. This is this is what is, what do they call it? Ju- jukebox musical. It's like Mamma Mia or whatever, where it's just an inexplicable connection connection of songs with a loose thread that goes between them. Um, so I really didn't have a. I was not excited to, to watch this. That being said, I actually really uh, enjoyed the message of the movie. I enjoyed I enjoyed um, a lot of the a lot of the pieces of it. It's it's a message that we need to hear right now in our incredibly polarized isolationist uh, times of of um, coming together and and you know despite differences and actually you know understanding one another and, and making compromise. I think that's it's a really it's a really good message. I enjoy it. Uh, yeah. So I so for all that maybe it's just the low expectations that I had for it, but I enjoyed a lot of it. Later on, I don't know if we're going to do a spoiler section, but later on, um, we'll talk about the opening 10 minutes in which I was the most confused that I've ever been in any movie that's ever existed. Um, <laughs> because I, I genuinely was like, I, I can't do this. I will not be able to do this beyond the first 10 minutes. Um, and then and then it worked out for me. So I really am confused and apathetic at the vehicle for it, but I liked the message. And I really, I think it's a, it's a message that could could go out a little bit more okay pretty good response for better someone than i who, expected response yeah very i guess you had kind of low expectations so maybe yeah. that helps with it chad why don't we go to you let's do every other how it so it's not like <laughs> how it hour the, the there block you go of how it's. <laughs> yeah i'll break you up um chad what do you think about it or and what was your experience with the first trolls 
Sure. Well, I have, as we've talked about, I have a son who's the right age for these films, right in his sweet spot. He loved the first one. We have a Spotify playlist for him that varies anytime we're in the car on a trip. And for a very, very, very long time, Trolls 1 was in constant rotation. And so... We, I would say I enjoyed it. I like the concept of it. Um, as someone that has been stated who likes music, it was filled with lots of great music. I like the construct of how the the trolls have their different styles of music, etc., especially in a world tour. We very much liked the first one. We were very excited to watch this one. We made a big deal about it because we c- couldn't go to the movies to watch it, and so we had popcorn and made a whole thing. And Cole, my seven-year-old son, now eight, excuse me, just turned eight, Uh, Loved it, still loved it, and was super sad after our, whatever it was, 48 hours or 36 hours of rental period where he couldn't watch it anymore. He probably watched it four times in three days. (laughs) Wow. So he loved it. He loved it. Uh, As far as my feelings on it, I don't think it's as good as the first one. I think the music certainly... I don't think there's a standout as strong as there was in the first one with with Timberlake's first... uh, Mm -hmm. What's it? Can't stop feeling! Whatever that song is. But... I do, and I do think it, this one is a little more aimless than the other one. There, it felt like there were times where we were in a place, and then in the very next scene, a lot of stuff had happened, and we just had to yes. jump. We had to jump to the next thing to advance the plot. Yes, and it so was that was a little annoying and confusing in that regard. But I do love the animation style. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous, and I love the I love the idea of the different trolls of tribes having their own, you know, hard rock or pop or funk. And I love that conceit. And this movie is at its best when it's leaning heavily into the musical sections when it's yeah. all about the music. Um, but it's just a lot of fun. I agree with Tyler that the messaging is timely and is good. I, I actually think it's a little bit even brave and not to uh, not pre- not to prescribe too much uh, intent there. But it's not just as simple as we should come together uh, like a lot of these kids films are. Uh, it really leans into we should come together, but we should respect the fact that a lot of us have different mm-hmm. heritage and we come from different places. And there are things about us that are unique and we need to celebrate those and learn how to come together around those as opposed to obliterating everything that makes us different yeah. and trying to pretend that we're not. There was a, and so, a line he says, differences do matter. And I was like, wow, that yes. doesn't usually get said. It's usually agreed. forget the differences. And yeah, Agreed. Yeah. So it, it mm-hmm. took this kind. And so that's why I use the word brave is it, it was not the the normal message that we get, which is we should homogenize everything mm-hmm. and everybody's all the same. And there's nothing about us that makes us unique in for this different message, which I thought was beautiful. But it's just as a film and as a complete piece, I think it's just fine. I, I, I'm not mad at it. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's quite at the level of the first one for all of the, and mostly at a script level, honestly. But when the, when it's dancing and there's a lot of music and the characters are interacting with each other, it's it's impossible for me not to smile and have a good time. So overall, positive thumbs up for me. Okay, so two pretty good overall positive reviews. Daniel, what about you? Yeah, look, it's Trolls World Tour. What, what I don't have a lot else to add to this conversation that hasn't already been said here. But um, as far as my, my feelings on the first Trolls movie, it's fun. Um, it didn't make a, a whole lot of impact on me, um, and I, I don't think I've watched it since that first time seeing it in theaters because I don't have uh, kids the right age for that for the, those movies. But but it's full of good music and, and fun fun world building kind of. And so, uh, so, yeah, so I enjoyed the first one. 
Getting around to Trolls World Tour, I did have a healthy debate on whether I wanted to pay $20 uh, for this film, just because I wouldn't normally pay $20 to go see this in the theater, but I probably would have seen it in theaters if it had come out there. So that's what that's why I ended up doing it. Now, Tyler definitely stole my thunder there with what Sorry. I was going to say. This, this movie is, you know, Trolls Bop. It's Kids Bop with Trolls. And that's fine. It's karaoke, and but the music is still good, even though that's what the majority of it is, just them breaking out into songs that we know. The songs are good, and so it's fun still. Um, I really enjoyed the expansion of the world. Going to the different wo- music worlds was pretty cool and, and a great way to expose kids to other types of music, and so I thought that was fun. The The animation is really, really good. Um, the world yeah. is just colorful and, and bright and sparkly, and, and each different musical world had its own animation style to a certain mm-hmm. extent and i mm-hmm. thought that was really really good and again i'm gonna echo everything like i said i don't have a whole lot to add to the conversation here i think the message is great acknowledging our differences and uniting in spite of them uh, and and while respecting each other's differences i thought that's a, a great message and very timely and i agree in calling it brave i think that's great so the movie is light and it and still like the first one it doesn't make a huge impact on me i think the I think there's no question that the biggest lasting impact of any of either of these trolls movies is can't stop the feeling um and so For there's sure. there's nothing to that level at all I do like the ending song but I don't even know the name of it and so I think that just kind of tells I, you you know it didn't it didn't make an impact I really um, didn't like the um the the mid song that he that he wrote where with the two of them I like uh, the I, Poppy oh, and what's his name? I actually was like, yeah. this is... I, I actually genuinely thought it was bad. I was like, wow, this is hmm. not a good thing. I didn't feel that it was bad, but uh, it, it it you know didn't stick with me either. But uh, yeah, I think, I think most of all, this is a perfect movie for families. I think um, this is a great movie for families to enjoy together, have a dance party, uh, show your kids yeah, some good totally. music. Have some fun. So yeah, I think it's a, I think that's what this movie's built for. And so I think it's, I think it, I mean, I again, I don't have kids the right age for this movie, but uh, I, I imagine that it is very successful in that regard, and so that's why I think <laughs> yep. it's great. I think it's great that tr- that they actually did release it home. I think that was the right move instead of postponing. As an aside, not having to do with my opinion on the movie, Universal came out with a, a statement about. Uh, how Trolls did over the weekend. They said it's the highest ever video on demand release, the highest grossing video on demand release ever. Uh, well, but they also conveniently didn't release the numbers for that. So that's hmm. real. That's real. I've convenient. seen 1.9 million. Yeah, great. That's a freaking made up number. They, yeah. they, it means nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like when Netflix just comes out and says, 52 million people streamed Tiger King, but then they won't actually reveal any any data or stats. They just throw, they just tweet a number. Right. So it's one of those things where, yeah, great, Universal, prove it. But I believe that they probably did some good numbers because uh, this is yeah. Exactly I mean, if you look for. at the original Trolls, their op- its opening weekend made forty six million, which that's a hefty haul. Mm-hmm, yeah, it ended up with a worldwide cum of three hundred and forty six, but about one hundred and fifty three domestic. So anyway, you slice it. I don't. It's not getting to those numbers. Yeah. So I, that's that's the thing is that I've seen a lot of people saying and tweeting that the cinema experience is over. This is the this is the thing that's the nah, tipping point. And I'm like, no. Not true, people. It's not true. Because there's just more money to be made yeah. uh, yep. the yeah. other way. Now, what it might do is expand, kind of like we talked about with the Golden Globes, it might expand consideration, I wonder. You know, it might open that door. Um, Maybe. 
but potentially, I think I think only temporarily. We'll see. But April, what did you think of the movie? Yeah. So I, first of all, I loved the first Trolls. I love the music. I had mm-hmm. I had, did not see it in theaters. I came home. We had a sitter that was watching my daughter, and she had turned on Trolls. And I think I came in when she's singing, um, hello, darkness, my old friend. I was like, what is this? This is in a cartoon. And so I started watching it and I was like, this is so cool. And I loved that they used modern, like just regular music and it wasn't written for it, but they, they put it into the plot. And I just, I just thought it was brilliant. And my daughter loved it. She's got so many poppy dolls and books and all of the things. So we became Trolls fans. So I was very excited about this. Um, more so because I knew my daughter would be super excited. She's almost four. So she's like right in that age that just loves all the music and all the colors. And yeah. Um, yeah. So overall, though, I, I agree with Chad that I think the first film um, is better. It's got it's got more of an overall, I think, a more can or just a better plot. Overall, there's a little more depth to the story. But I still really loved World Tour. I thought the music was great. I feel like they realized what everyone said about the first film was that, oh, the music was so good. And it, and so I think they just leaned into that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this, was, this movie's mostly song. Great music. But, yeah. So, I mean, I really don't have anything negative to say about it. I've, it's actually brilliant that they released it on home. Everyone's stuck at home with their kids looking for a little reprieve. Like, sure, I'll pay 20 bucks and yeah. let's all sit down, have an hour and a half of no yelling. So, yeah, I, I, I was a fan. So there was one major thing that I thought was a little bit strange about it. Because I, I feel like, and maybe Tyler, since you haven't seen the first one, you could speak to this. But it, it this film pretty much stands alone like they only mentioned the first movie really in like the first few minutes of the film and then the rest of the plot pretty much has nothing to do with the first movie that's i was actually wondering so so i was going to ask you guys because you had all seen it you know is there is there anything that i did miss the 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 only time that i was genuinely very truly confused with the exception of the uh What's his name? The four-legged guy later on, Cooper. Um, yeah. I, his plot, would, would, like Chad said, was like suddenly wrapped up, and it was fine. Which it was an inexplicable plot to begin with. Um, he was like wandering around, and I didn't know why. But the first yeah. ten minutes, when I was confused, like the first ten minutes was like a a, a, a a like a musical word association. Like they would say a word and then go off into the music, and then there's a a glittery guy giving birth out of his head um to keenan um tiny diamond and who then sings and then there which was is a, amazing it was no it was not it was like i i i was it genuinely i was i was why really do you hate fun tyler in the first 10 minutes i was like i have no idea and and so I, a lot of that though I, I did chalk up to like i assume a lot of this is like in jokes or references to the first one or characters that i just don't know but like other than tiny diamond is shouting at me like i i didn't know what was happening at all for the first 10 minutes except for oh like the the lady is uh, uh, queen barb is um uh is is taking over the the trolls and i and i i thought that was really well done really well t- um I think the plot was introduced really well. It was just the opening, that opening number was bewildering to me, truly. Yeah, well, I I think the opening number really had more to do with world building than actual plot of the first movie. Okay. Um, Other than they reference, I don't know if this would ruin your film or not, but they they reference the Bergens just like for like 30 seconds in the first movie, like with the little cartoonish thing. And they're like, hey, we're all free. And then new movie completely. And I just found it a little strange 
that literally the first movie is all about their relationship with the Bergens and Tyler. These are like giant, giant creatures. Okay, I was going to ask. I don't. I, that didn't sound familiar to me at all. Okay. Yeah, so they're called Bergens, um, but they are not mentioned at all in this movie, mm. and. It, it was just weird because suddenly this movie feels like it's just a world of trolls. Like trolls are the only creatures in this world. Where in the first movie it felt a lot bigger because there were oh, there are other and, creatures in the world. Like I genuinely, I thought it was all right. trolls of different, you know, shapes and sizes. Yeah, that was the only thing that kind of bothered me. Fruits. But I mean, it's it not a like a fruit. huge deal. But I don't know. What did you guys think? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, about, what I don't, I don't have strong opinions on Bergens. I mean, I, I, I wasn't lost, even though I had totally forgotten the plot of the first film. I genuinely, right now, cannot tell you what the plot of the first film was. I remember that I enjoyed it just fine, but I haven't seen it since she becomes what twenty sixteen. Right? Okay, no, guys, in the first film, their whole plot, and this is a spoiler if you haven't seen the first Trolls, oh so gosh. just mute it. But like, the whole plot is to not get eaten by Bergens. Because, like, that's what the Bergens do once a year. They have trollstice, and they eat trolls. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> I kind of want to watch this. <laughs> Delicious popcorn trolls, pop trolls. <laughs> I know, but there, but there was, like, no reference to it in this film at all. The, just... the Bergens were there at the very end. The, uh, yeah, at the, the very, very end, yeah. which I am glad that they did that, but that was still, like... I don't know. Here's I think thing. I liked the Bergens. I think, so. I think we've devolved into debating continuity in the exactly troll universe. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Look, I think this movie succeeds in that it is a fun family film. Fun. I don't think that there is strict continuity. That I don't think the plot is a huge, long run. I don't think they have a five-movie plan here. There's uh, no greater, so, like, TCU, the yes, troll cinematic universe. Exactly. So I think... You know, I I don't I don't have I don't care. Those Just gotta people. rock. I but ultimately I I loved the metaphor. I I in fact earlier on in it I I wrote down like I was taking notes and and I, I'm trying to find the the actual line that I wrote. But it was I really liked the you know it takes it takes um, many voices to have a harmony. And I thought that earlier on. Oh, like, it says you can't harmonize alone. Yeah, that's that's and that's I love good. that they said that. Maybe that so. Maybe good. I wrote yeah. That you, it takes many voices to have a harmony, and that you can't harmonize alone. I love that. I I really the message I thought was actually really really great those of you 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 guys who are parents I, I, and your kids you seem to have eaten it up like that that you, they are the the audience and and I guess I'm just not so I'm yeah just, they loved it you got to get them in man. the front door with the music and then let totally. the message just kind of seep in as it can yeah so I, I don't want to knock it too like truly I don't want to knock it too much I gave it a, a three you know three out of five I, I really I thought it was it was solid in its message it just it just wasn't for me but I enjoyed it Okay. Good overall. Well, overall, so it sounds like we're all pretty good on it. Well, I guess real quick, just recommend: is it worth the twenty dollars? Yes or no, Tyler? Uh, this is a theater experience, um, and so I think you should just uh, you know wait and just see it in the theater. But, but what if there is no? But if theater, there's a theater, yeah, Tyler? That's, no, that's fine. Yeah, I, it's I. If you've got a family, it's it's for sure worth twenty bucks. Like you'd be paying, you know. 40 to 60 with a family of, you know, four uh, to go see this. So I think absolutely it's worth 20 bucks to, to pay for. All right, Chad. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm a little bit different animal when it comes to that anyway. I'm longing for new cinematic mm-hmm. releases. And so I'll pay $20 for just about anything these days. But from just a pure, you know, worthiness scale, I'm with Daniel in as much as it's really on the line. The truth of it is if I didn't have a seven-year-old who loved it, this would have been a much more difficult conversation with myself about, do I really want to spend $20 yeah. for this? And if I had, um, I'd still be on the fence on whether it's worth 20 for an individual viewing. Uh, but it's still good. Still good. 
Okay, Daniel? Yeah, for families, no doubt. It is absolutely worth it for um, if you're if you don't have kids who are gonna love this movie, um, then no, I, I'm not sure that it's worth twenty dollars. Um, if we were if we were talking theater worthy, I would probably say uh, I, my lowest recommendation of yes, theater worthy, but twenty dollars is more than one single movie ticket, and that's what I typically pay for. So, uh, so I'm right on the edge, but definitely for families, it's worth it. All right, and I basically will echo the same thing. Uh, it's definitely worth it. Um, for families, if you don't have kids and you just loved the Trolls movie, I also think it's worth it. But otherwise, you know, it's 20 bucks. So You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right, well, that wraps up our pretty full episode during our still quarantine Screeners Podcast. Um, just remind everyone to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ScreenersCast, on Twitter at ScreenersCast. And leave us a review wherever you listen to us. We'd be much appreciated. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you had any um, any thoughts, opinions on anything that we said, call us out or agree with us. Whatever. We'd love to hear from you. And next week, we are going to be reviewing the show Devs, which is an FX show that is streaming on Hulu. So you've got a whole week to stream it all. There's only eight episodes. Uh, and the final one airs this week. So we're going to be doing a dive into that. We'll catch you next week. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.